From the Financial Times in London, I'm Michael Skopinka and this is FT News. United Airlines has been shamed on social media and in the press and faces a potential lawsuit over the way it forcibly removed a passenger from a flight that had been overbooked. The chief executive's half-hearted series of apologies seemed to make things worse. With me in the studio to discuss the incident and what it says about the state of the industry is our transport correspondent, Tanya Pauli, and joining us on the line from New York is Christian Frang, Lex columnist. Now, Tanya, we've seen all the images of the man who was dragged screaming from his seat by airline staff. How do you think the airline has handled the media storm that's followed? Well, I don't think I'd be alone in saying United obviously handled it very badly indeed. What we saw initially was the response from the CEO, you know, has been widely criticised. There really wasn't any apology there. He kind of said sorry for reaccommodating the passenger rather than actually dealing with the abuse and the forced removal of this guy. And then I think it was almost one botched response after another. We then saw a letter to employees where he said he supported what they did. And in that response, he also called the passenger belligerent and disruptive, which isn't really going very well in terms of actually dealing with what the issue was. We've also seen a U-turn since then where he's actually done a bit more of a heartfelt apology, which I think has gone some way to help it. But obviously, this was a bit too little too late. He's actually also said that all the passengers who are on that flight are going to be compensated for uh, the obviously distressing scenes they witnessed. This man was dragged off. He was bleeding from the mouth. Do you think that's helped at all? Do you think he can now draw a line under it? I think it probably helps a little. I mean, they're obviously trying desperately to come back and draw a line under this big social media backlash they faced. But I think the company has had long-standing issues when it comes to customer service issues. And I think they're going to need to go a lot further to be able to really sort of say they've a changed company and they've really dealt with this issue. Well, let's talk about some of their history in customer services, United Airlines, because this isn't the first time they've been shamed on social media. In 2009, Dave Carroll, a Canadian singer and songwriter, wrote a song about the airline when his guitar was broken by the baggage handlers. It wasn't until his song went viral on YouTube that the airline responded to his complaints. So there's a bit of a pattern here with United. Yes, definitely. I mean, if you even look back just last month, we had Leggingsgate, where United came under fire once again for basically refusing two teenage girls to board one of their flights because they're wearing leggings which doesn't go very far to say that they're dealing with any of these kinds of service issues. And interestingly, in a recent interview with the FT, the CEO said the company had made progress on this. You know, he claimed that they resolved union disputes, which he believed had improved relationships with the staff. And then this was obviously going to have a knock-on effect on customer service issues. And I don't think we've quite seen that, as this week has shown. Now, what is the extent of the damage among shareholders? We obviously know there's been a knock to public confidence. There's been a huge social media reaction. What's the shareholder response been? Well, interestingly, we didn't see much impact on Monday. If you recall, the incident actually happened on Sunday and the video went viral on Monday. There wasn't much impact on the share price on that day. But I think as this incident has escalated and we've seen... um, more and more kind of botched responses about it from the CEO and the company itself. Tuesday, we actually saw the share price fall slightly, and Wednesday it fell again. So I think the shareholders have taken note and actually feel like this is a bit more than just a standard customer service issue. They've realised actually there's been real significant mishandling of this case. And yet, if we look at the shares over a slightly longer period, they haven't really done that badly. It looks like a blip in the scheme of things. And I suppose this raises the question, Christian, if I can bring you in here. Airlines have got a certain economic structure that shareholders know that they are following. Everybody wants cheap affairs and airlines have been sacrificing passenger comfort. They've been reducing legroom. They've been making seats thinner. They've been cutting out complimentary food and drink. And overbooking has been common practice for a long time on airlines. Is this a model, do you think, that has taken cost efficiency too far? 
I think that airlines will ultimately take these cost efficiencies as far as their customers let them. Certainly, you know, the outrage that we're seeing about this issue seems to indicate that a lot of customers do indeed feel frustrated with their flight experiences. But we also have to keep in mind that this is a bit of a freak event as it happened. The likelihood of being involuntarily denied boarding, which happens obviously before you enter the plane, is around 1 in 10,000. And that likelihood was actually reduced by 50% in the last decade or so. You know, we also have to keep in mind that, according to the Bureau of Transportation Statistics, the average domestic ticket price after adjusting for inflation is about a quarter lower than they were in 1995. And, you know, this was obviously in parts paid for by overbooking and also in parts by better statistical modeling of supply and demand for tickets. So I think ultimately the question is one of elasticity of demand for air travel. You know, are customers frustrated enough to actively substitute one airline for another? Are they able to use alternatives to air travel in general? And I think the industry reaction will be determined by revenue flows. So as long as customers are prepared to pay the price, these cheaper tickets, they're prepared to pay the price in terms of comfort and inconvenience, the airlines will carry on doing what they're doing. I'm pretty sure that's the case, yeah. Well, thank you, Tanya and Christian. And we'll leave the last word to Mr. Carroll and his hit song, United Breaks Guitars which the airline later adopted for use in a training video. It seems they didn't necessarily learn the lessons. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.